1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 713. Sketch 1,053. N-C-U. Good evening, good morning, good day, good night. <laughs> Welcome to another day of sketches. Right. Lucky lucky people <laughs> we would be luckier if this is close to a thousand but it's somewhere in the 700s i imagine mm-hmm. so we're still here uh-huh s- still hating alistair that's me anyway as punishment that, that is i that's what you should have said. is i uh, extra punishment which mm. anyway this kind of sketch we're going to do now again <laughs> is uh originally by me and somebody rewrote it mm. uh, so uh which rewrote it so there's two characters there's Michael and there is Jane I'll be Michael and Laura you could be Jane thank you so thoughts I must say it's a very good effort despite the obvious flaw of course what what, what flaw okay perhaps this is just naivety I sometimes forget that you creative types with your brilliant ideas don't always know the ins and outs of the business side of movie making well that doesn't quite explain to me the issue so, right from the get-go, we have a problem with the title. The Raid on Dieppe. Too on the nose? No, no, the nose is fine. Keep the nose. But the problem is that you've set it in the NCU. The NCU? Sorry, more jargon. Nazi cinematic universe. We don't have the rights to the NCU. That's owned by a different studio. So- sorry? Oh, don't feel bad. And it's just that your setting is part of the universe. Dieppe? Not Dieppe, no. But The Raid is. You've infringed a lot of Nazi IP, the uniforms, the characters, the amusing warps. Some of the greatest fictional characters are in the NCU. Hitler, Churchill, Gracie Fields. Churchill isn't fictional. Hitler isn't fictional. Just shows you how ingrained the NCU is in the culture. It is as if they are real. They, they were real. They killed millions. They'd waste a Europe or a bit rubbish in Russia. Russia? Don't be ridiculous. You can't shoot one in the communist cinematic universe. Frankly, this is insane. I'm leaving. You could stay here. What's your belief that Pearl Harbor is made up? I don't consider that to be canon. Marcus? Right, could you send me my 10 o'clock? Another nutter with a movie idea. About going around the world in 80 days. Imagine trying to go around a flat world. You could go around a flat world. Move around the perimeter. You just... Yeah. Yeah. You You could do. You could do a circle. From like north to south. <laughs> yeah, and as much as north and south mean anything. You just walk the circumference. You haven't even got to go on the underside at all. Mm. Is a flat True. earth actually circular or elliptical? Or is it flat? Like, is it a metator projection? Is it a metator projection? Meteor. I mean, you're quite right. If it's flat, then we've got no consensus that it's actually circular at all, have we? We only no. think it's circular because we recognise it as a sphere. Hmm. But if you're bonkers and think it's flat, then it could be fucking octahedral at that point. What? I, I just don't understand how you can believe the Earth is flat. What? Have you not looked out a window recently? The, yeah, but surely these people could go on a boat and keep going. Or, and could go in a car and keep going. Or indeed just... They up. know that people have done that. So what do they think are the endpoints? That's what I want to know. 
I think the endpoints they think are the edge of the flat earth is basically the two poles which are connected and massive walls of ice that we cannot get over the edge of because that's the edge of the world and you'd fall off if you carried on going. Wow. Imagine if there was like somebody went to a flat earth meeting and kind of presumed that it was people who didn't believe in mountains. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's that. Just, just That's a big great. fan of don't the Netherlands. Don't burn that. Don't burn that on here. That's really funny. Just arrives with a steamroller. Yeah, it's like the guy who looks after the cricket lawn. Thought he was going to meet some like-minded people. Like, is there nutters here? Yeah, but you know, people are. Insane. What do they think is at the sides, though? Like, I could understand the North they, and the South Pole. What do they What do they think is at the edge? Nothing. Space. What? <laughs> but a lot of them believe that we're in a sort of globe, but and so the sky is the inside of the globe, and then the sun is actually only... There are some like with the... 10,000 yes. miles away or whatever, and it's quite small. That's more hollow Earth than flat Earth, but yes. No, no, yeah. no. Hollow Earth is a belief that the Earth is... Hollow Earth, you have to start with a globe, but then you believe you can go in it and there's a whole cover-up because there's, like, ant-men living there and stuff, or various <laughs> things. And that's where UFOs come from and Goebbels what's, lives there and all sorts. What's, what, what's all the uh, elephants? Elephants all the way down, what's that from? <laughs> is that Discworld? It's not Discworld, but it is a story that I heard from Terry Pratchett, yeah. Someone, um, woman saying, how can the Earth be a globe? It just fall out of space. And the scientists say, well, it doesn't really work like that. She says, well, it does work like that. Things always fall down. And he says, well, what do you think's underneath it? An elephant. No, no, it's a turtle, isn't it? It's a it's turtle. A turtle. It's, oh, well, this world's standing on the this back of a turtle. This world's a turtle with elephants on it. On the, this yeah. was a turtle. He said, the earth's standing on, on the back of a turtle. And the guy said, okay, well, what's underneath the turtle? And the woman said, you can't get me like that. It's turtles all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether it's true or is a joke someone come up with, but it's quite an old one, I think. Turtles all the way down. It's nice. And weirdly, uh, Stephen King wrote a whole series where the earth is on the back of a turtle as well. Oh. So it's it's clearly like embedded in the sort of anima mundi somewhere. Deep in the collective psyche. It is. uh, Oddly, I did ask Terry Pratchett about where he got the idea for Discord from, and he said that it was some sort of very, very old idea that is uh, I can't remember which so, so you, where you've, it actually comes you've from. had a conversation with Terry Fratchett? I spoke to him very briefly at a book signing at a local bookshop when I was 15 or something like that What was your first question, where did you get your hat? I didn't ask that but I did then you went and got a very similar one <laughs> I did mm-hmm. have a similar hat, I still have that similar hat, but I don't wear it as much because, well Everyone accused me of looking like Kim Newman, which was worse. No, I mean, everyone accused you. I probably <laughs> accused you. No one else knows who Kim Newman is. There are about three people accused me of looking like Kim Newman. And, uh, wow, yeah, I'm surprised that, that... that Kim Newman's so well known. <laughs> if they accuse you of looking like Jack Yeovil, then you know they're the real, <laughs> the real heads. Never got that, I'm pleased to say. Not even I know who Jack Yeovil is, if I'm honest. Jack Yeovil is Kim Newman's nom de plume when he was writing Warhammer novels. Oh, okay, right. They're quite good, actually, surprisingly. Yeah. I can believe it. I met him when I was, like, 13. Oh. I say met him. Hello. He was still in the books. And he signed it. 
And he said, what do you want me to write? And I was like, I don't know. And then so he just wrote Jack Yeovil and then in brackets, yow. <laughs> yow. Yeah. At the time that the Pratchett signing was happening, I was working in the school library on sort of lunch breaks and what have you. So I ended up taking their copies of a couple of books to which he signed to the school's name, all of it, which was quite pleasing. And then just mm. chucked those back on the shelves. Nice. Yeah. A selfless deed. Indeed. And they probably assumed it was graffiti and binned them. Probably. Librarians weren't that bright. You were one! I wasn't. I was merely a pupil helping out behind the scenes. He wouldn't be called a librarian! <laughs> God. We got against librarians. Nothing. Just those ones. They were quite... Quite... Fine. Dim. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I ought to defend old them, old but I don't, I don't know them, so you know. Instinctively, I'd like to think they weren't dim, but I've got no data. You're probably right. <laughs> uh, well, we'll never know. 1000 Sketches in 1000 Days was written by the Albion Basement. It was performed by Laura Taylor and Simon Tui. It was produced by Alistair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow.